Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. No. So as you can tell, I'm back. So that means I was not taken aboard a spaceship or a comet in the week since we started Cult Month. Cult Month does continue, and I'm pretty sure that's James Hamilton sitting across from me, unless um, unless he did get uh, beamed up, Scotty, and that's just a doppelganger that I'm looking at here. Jim, is that you? It is me. I'm down. You... Not I'm not feeling 100. percent No, you look like shit. Yeah, it's, it's not been good. Last three, four days, not been good. What happened? You know, there's probably several things in the English language you should avoid, avoid and all you can eat sushi is one of them. Ooh. Yeah. How long do you think it was sitting out? Well, they, you know, actually the place that I ate it from has got a pretty good reputation. I think that I just wasn't... You know how certain areas around the world can eat chicken that's laid out for several days and they don't have any, you know... There's no bite back. They can just carte blanche on germs and shit. Yeah. I don't think I have my system built up for the the, the, the introduction of the raw fish. Okay. Red tuna, yellow tuna, all that. Probably shouldn't drink the water if you go to Mexico. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, just, this is just poor judgment on my behalf. And then to <laughs> couple that with all you can eat. Now, I should say I was the only one of the four of us that went down, which leads me to believe that it's, I don't know, it's my, my own constitution, but... It's been it's been miserable. Yeah, you um, you just kind of woke up as I got here. Yeah, I kind of rolled out. I I don't almost ever take days off, and I didn't work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or today. Wow. Yeah, and five thirty took you till five thirty to roll out of the bed today. Yeah. The only reason you did it was to be here with these folks. I almost didn't answer your call because I didn't. I've, I'd lost track of what time it was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I thought, as I had laid down after lunch. I had a couple waffles, kept it pretty basic, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, man, because I didn't get any sleep last night. And I thought, well, you know, he's not going to be around here until, you know, dinner time, no problem. And when my phone went off twice in a row, I'm like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> and then I looked at the phone, I'm like, shit, it's already time. And when you came to the door, uh, I can tell you I honestly wished it was someone else. <laughs> I, could, I could use another three hours. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. That's all right. Well, the show must go on, as they say. Yes, yeah. How was your fourth? Well, when was the fourth? That was last Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so okay. So you were you were you were alive at least during the fourth. I was. Doll, I had I had a day planned with the missus, and she actually wasn't feeling well on the fourth. <sighs> so now it was kind of an impromptu. Okay, figure out what you want to do with your day. Right. On a holiday during the middle of the week, which sucks, don't you think? Yeah. Usually, you have that shit planned out in advance. Did you... No, that's your natural day off, right, Tuesday? Typically, I actually volunteered to work that day, though. I mean, we were only open for four hours. So it's like, yeah, fuck it, dude. I'll come in for four hours. It's time and a half, right? Yeah. Holiday pay? 
Yeah. When you've been there for uh, at least three months. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, you picked up the time anyway. So I picked up the time. And I mean, you know, I got the next day off, which for me is the crucial day when you're rolling into the 4th of July. Having the actual day, the 4th off, isn't that big of a deal because nothing happens till night anyway. So for me, it's more advantageous to have the next day off so you get to sleep in after you've been up late watching fireworks. Yeah, I would, it with larger holidays, which I believe the 4th of July, and it just depends on where it falls in the week to determine whether or not it's going to be a major holiday for us. Right. Thursday, you know your employer's probably just going to give you Friday just off because so many people will leave. Or if it's Sunday, they'll just opt for a Monday off. But when the holiday falls in the middle of the week, I feel like it deprioritizes whatever holiday it is. Yeah. And the fact that this falls in the summertime, you know, I think we talked about the 4th of July last year. And in fact, isn't today, isn't this episode a year of 52 weeks of When Life Attacks? It is. Happy anniversary, buddy. Yeah, happy anniversary to you. 52 weeks. 52 it's weird weeks. weird that we are making a bigger deal of it, and it's just dawning on me right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, probably because... For me, when we hit beta, you know, <laughs> when does life start? Does life start at conception? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be a year yeah, and a half if that yeah, was the case. Yeah. But. Or does it start, you know, once um, it starts growing from more than a pile of goop? We're, we're just a little show, so, yeah, so. Uh, there's no need to pat ourselves on the back. But it has been a year, and to those of you that have been loyal, loyal listeners through all 52 and some of you through the beta, we very much appreciate it. Yes, thank you very much. So hopefully another 52 more for you. Uh, or here's to, to the next video. Not to interrupt you, but uh, just to kind of recapture my train of thought, um, we talked about the 4th of July last year and what I... Th- I felt a lot of what we talked about last year again this year. Yeah. Um, I don't really, really want to recover it because, I mean, I did this. In, well, we did the same thing, but just with less people this year and just another. So I got done with work at one, which gave me plenty of time to go home, kind of just take a little nap, wake up, get ready, start. Well, actually, we fucked up. We were going to make uh, we we're going to do barbecue. But um, Grumpy, my roommate, he's he's the big barbecue guy. So he's in charge of food. Like, I'll buy it, you make it. And uh, he forgot to set the meat out to thaw. Mm, so that's, that's a critical mistake. Yeah, so we didn't have barbecue till the 5th of July. <sighs> yeah, I found myself uh, at a parade. They're pretty popular on the 4th of July, so I was yep. at a, a little parade. And their 4th of July parade should pretty much tell you everything you need to know about the parade I was at. There wasn't... I mean, that pretty much covers it. Yeah. And uh, I, I kept it brief. I think I walked up and down the parade route and just bolted at like 2, 3 in the afternoon. And like many holidays, summer holidays are, I don't know, there's just something about them that feels like almost like the New Year's. Like I have to work overload to try to entertain myself on this holiday. That being said... I opted out of that scenario. I went over and saw my folks for a little bit and then just caught some fireworks and was readying myself for the week ahead. So it wasn't, uh, wasn't too exciting. Is there a time it's going to get exciting for me, do you think? Like, as I get older, will I accumulate more time off? Maybe, you know, like, that's my yacht day? I don't know, man. That's the 4th of July. It's yacht it's day. yacht day. I mean, if you've got yacht day, you probably don't have shit to worry about anyway. Like, if you've got yacht day, if you have a yacht, every day is like fucking yacht day in your life then. So it doesn't really matter. 
Um, for me, I've always liked the fourth, you know, it's an American holiday. So, it, you know me, I like to study the American Revolution, all that shit, signing of the Declaration of Independence, blow off, you know, blow up some fireworks. You mean you like first act patriotism? Yeah. Like the, the first entry of us peasants breaking away patriotism. Yes, the rebellion, the revolution. We're in the second act right now, and I'm, I'm not finding the, uh, the fire under the hood for, for which I'm told is actually very patriotic, not <laughs> being patriotic, <laughs> right, but right. I, uh, I don't know. I've gotten a, a bit bitter about it. Okay. That doesn't change my, my uh, I don't know, uncomfortable, healthy attraction towards the redundancy of fireworks. I realize it's the same fireworks. It's almost going to be the same grand finale. It's going to last about the same amount of time. There are no nipple twists or anything exciting. It's really the same show wherever I go. But every year, I go to the trouble of three hours before finding my spot, taking in the show. Yeah, we uh, our spot got taken over by new housing up on the hill that we went to watch it from last year. So normally we have this hill where we can see five different cities' shows going on at the same time. And this year, no, no, didn't do it. So we drove out towards the edge of the driveway and kind of tried to watch towards the Egan ones, but we had heavy cloud cover. So I said, "You should have gone up there anyway, dude. You should have been like, look, this was." Well, the other guys, the other guys did. They were like, "Oh fuck it, let's go." At that point, everybody had been drinking. I'm like, I don't know. A bunch of drunks around a bunch of suburbanites. Like, oh, well, we were here first. This was our spot before you fucking moved in. Like, yeah, that's not going to go well, guys. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a knee on this one. How many people went up there? Uh, three of them. Yeah, it's not enough to be a... Yeah, yeah, but with these three, it could be enough. They're loud enough. You know, the... Uh I think it was a Saturday before the 4th of July, so before we taped last week's episode, I went to something I hadn't seen in Minnesota at all since I moved here, and that was, I don't know, we're cranking on 30 years ago, was a neighborhood hold their own fireworks display. Oh, nice. No firemen, no <laughs> Just police. went for it? Yeah, just picked up 5,000 apiece in fireworks and closed the cul-de-sac and put on actually a fairly decent show. Do you guys have anything like that around you? No. No, no, no. You just have, um, I mean, out where we live in the middle of nowhere, you just have your random explosions, and that's about it. Freak me out. When I see people that you can tell, you know, when they light it and they're running, I don't feel happy that I'm within the uh, death zone. <laughs> right, right. I always kind of... Yeah, if you're a light and run, you're probably, um, you're probably novice. <laughs> or, or <laughs> you know, and those around you that run with you have common sense. Right. If you see my, if you, what is that saying? If you see me running, catch up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what did I do in, in the interim? I, you know, I did finally get around to seeing Wonder Woman. How was it? I thought it was pretty good. Are you, again, and I know I've said this before, my issue with superheroes in comic books, they paint a picture for you as to like w- how powerful the character is and what the character can do. And then either new writers get a hold of it or we needed an increase in book sales and all of a sudden shit stops making sense. Yeah, yeah. There's a point where a character just sort of hits an arc and then it's almost like when they um, bring in Cousin Oliver on um, the Brady Bunch or when um, on that 70s show they brought in that annoying guy once uh, Eric Foreman left the show. It's, it's a ploy to try to get you, to keep you hooked, 
and nine times out of ten, people hate it. I don't want to spoil the movie, but it's an origin story, so they kind of take you from finding her as a child to how she became who she is today. That being said, uh, and this is common knowledge, Wonder Woman is part of an Amazonian group of ancient warriors, and she was specifically uh, brought to this conceived, literally conceived, to be a god killer. Ooh. Okay, so she has a lasso of truth. She has those crazy bracelets that can deflect the strongest force. Like, that's her, her defense. Yes. There's the tiara where she can sort of see the future and generate uh, firepower from it. There was no invisible airplane. There was just, no... See, I mean, that... I mean, yeah, you remember the lasso and the... Co- but the invisible airplane... Now, in the movie, she's fighting Ares, okay. god of war. Yep. Okay, god. He, right, god of war. He's a, common, he's a common enemy, I've noticed lately, just amongst... Because wasn't god of war about the video game, about fighting Ares? Yeah. And then becoming They're god of war? They're bringing that back, in fact. There's, an, there's another one coming out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fighting Ares is very in vogue over the last... Uh, well, since the clock turned over to 2000. A god nonetheless, though. Yes. And I guess you figure, people figure, if you're going to kill a god, well, at least kill the god of war. Leading up to this, we see her fighting people with World War II level armament. Okay. And she actually has to take the time to punch each person. And I'm, I don't know, like, you're a god killer. When an earthling comes across your path, isn't it just a swift... Just a little... Do you just, even notice? Just a little flick. Right. A little, little flick of the finger. Right. Yeah. That sort of plagued my imagination, but I, I can be a little rough on these things. You, you can be very rough. Yeah, so yeah. I would say that it was a strong seven, seven and a half out of okay. ten. Uh-huh. So I would definitely check it out. It's, it's to the point now in its run where I thought, all right, because my dad and I went, and uh, my dad stayed up. That's one thing. Did my dad stay awake through the whole movie? Check. That was good. <laughs> um, he did want to go before. He didn't want to wait through the credits to see the uh, Justice League spoilers. You know how it's oh, that's right. They do that. Out, yeah, yeah. At the very end. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to wait for that, but so I missed that. I don't have a, a commentary on that, but um, the film itself, uh, you know, it, I was almost confident, and I, I say almost confident because I didn't go through the the fineries of booking my seats online. You know, we've talked about that before, where you have to. Uh, find the seats you want in the movie theater and pre-purchase them through your phone. Otherwise, you end up in those shitty front three rows. I was cocky, didn't do that. And I barely, even right now, this movie's been out, what, three, four weeks, almost a month? It's been out for a little bit, yeah. I think it's done something like $368 million. It's the second all-time grossing Origins movie. All right. It's the number one female superhero movie ever, even adjusted for uh, inflation. Okay. So, I mean, it's a big picture. And we got in there, and it was almost full. Still. Still. That's saying something for four weeks. Not bad. We were juggling between Spider-Man and Wonder Woman. My dad, uh, my dad went with the beauty yeah. of Wonder Woman rather than the uh, high school oomph of... Uh, you know, Spider-Man. I feel like we've seen Spider-Man so many times. Yeah, I just... I'm, I'm, I'm good. Do you know why we saw so many Spider-Man stories? No. Well, money? Sort of. Uh, all of the Marvel Universe was bought by Disney. Oh, yes. Just like they did with Star Wars. Yes. And like with Star Wars, they spent over a billion dollars on Star Wars. 
So they're not going to just say, okay, here's three movies, very well done. There you go. We're done. Well, prior to, <clears throat> excuse me, prior to the acquisition by Disney, Sony had bought the rights to Spider- the Spider-Man story. Yeah, that sounds right. And the deal was, I think every year or every two years, they had to put out a new Spider-Man story released into theaters to keep the rights to Spider-Man. So we had gone through sort of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and yep. it felt like before it ended, we rebooted the series again. Yeah. And, and now we're to a point where the series has come back. Uh, and Sony no longer has the rights to Spider-Man, right. so now we've Disney's got to restart like, it again. Yeah, here's our spin on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know it's... Yeah, and like you said, the, Disney is very much... They're going to get their money out of it. Star Wars, they're going to get their money. They're going to recoup that billion-plus dollars, and they're going to try to double-triple it. And isn't it amazing that you can watch a company as big as Disney eking every dollar out, but you watch HBO... Now, who owns HBO? I don't even know, man. I should look it up because we have a very important Sunday coming up. Oh, this coming Sunday, yeah. God starts, right? Game of Thrones is back. Um, are you really that excited, though? I am very excited. I've, I've, I've lost my enthusiasm. They've just been taking so long with it and putting it off. Now, I get it. They wanted it to make it. They wanted to make it look more authentic. Right. So they had to postpone uh, filming to do it more in the winter time to give it that wintry look because winter has come. Oh, winter's come, yeah. Yeah, winter has come. Which we've waited six seasons for. Yes, and, you know, it came. And doesn't it? It got here. In the book, winter lasts years and years and years, years right? decades at times. So now that winter's here, I, there, really, there better be a payoff. Whoa. And the thing is, I think the, the seventh part, the last part is going to be like, a hope of spring or something like that. So, oh, so I guess the winter will still be around. The so hope yeah, of spring. I think that's what it's called. Do they be take called. some creative liberties there and right? Just fast forward. I now I know that these next two seasons don't follow his books closely. Now none of the story really has been super close, but these like really like. Well, starting with season six, uh, it was off book. Right. And by season... Because he wasn't writing them fast enough, right? Right, right. And even, even by season five, they kind of started doing what they wanted. I mean, they've always kind of done what they wanted with it. I mean, in the books, Rob Stark was never a huge character. Because um, in the books, like your major characters, all the chapters are told through your major character's point of view. Rob never got a first-person chapter. Not one. I should... You know, full disclosure, let you know I've never read the books. Okay. I've only watched the show, and I've read articles about how they compare to the books. Did you read the books? I sped read through them. So <laughs> what does that mean? Like, because they're so fucking huge. It's just like, okay, I got to get through this. If I just read at my home pace, it's going to take me for fucking ever. <laughs> like you just glossed so over I just, them. Like eight hundred pages, twelve hundred yeah. pages. So basically, just- like I can give you the cliff notes on what happened in the book, but don't ask me to go and super books. Don't go ask me to go into super heavy detail. I'm, like not, the, I'm not going to be the guy uh, for that. I mean, I'll, I'll give you some things. I feel like that counts as not reading them. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> like, fuck like you. Just grabbing the book and speed reading it. Oh, yeah. This is way off. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I did it. I put in the time. It took me for fucking ever. I, I tried to go back through then just reread them at my own pace. And I mean, I think I'm still on book one. What clip does he put the books out in? So they've got another book coming out, like in his well, book the, series, the it continues. The whole series started in like 93, 
and the last book came out in 2012. So that's about 19 years for five books. Well, they feel like 19 years worth of information. So, yeah. I mean, they are full. So um, Originally published in 1996. Or was it 96? Yep. Oh, my bad. A first novel, The Song of Ice and Fire, 694 pages. Yeah, yeah. George R.R. R. Martin. The first book was A Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, it, it says A Game of Thrones, a first novel, and uh, and a the, song uh, of ice and, and fire. fire. Yeah, A Song of Ice and Fire is like the whole thing, and then A Game of Thrones was book one, like chapter one, like Star Wars and New Hope. And what really caught me about watching, I'm, I always like medieval knights and sorcery, and I'm kind of nerdy about that stuff, but the fact that so many major characters die right away, I mean, it just... Yeah. You, the second you think you like somebody, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. Then that was what really, like, every week, I was like, oh, my God, can you believe this happened? Yeah, it's starting to pair off a little bit. Like, once you got to season five, because season five was books four and five, which are essentially one book, just too much in for fucking Mation. And it, it, it really, whew. yeah, season five was rough. They brought in the Sand Snakes, who were sort of a fan favorite from the books. And they just, I, I thought the Sand Snakes sucked. Yeah, it looks like it goes A Game of Thrones, yep. Clash of Kings, Kings, A Storm of Swords. Yep, Storm of Swords. And that's actually A Storm, a storm of Swords is two swords. books. Well, no, Storm of Swords is one book, but it's seasons three and four on the show. Right, right. I'm, that I'm was, only looking at the books. Yeah, because the book, like, that was the best book. A Storm of Swords was the best book where all of, like, the really like a lot of really cool shit and fan favorite shit happened. And it was so much, they had to spread it through two seasons. A Feast of Four Crowns was crows. the... Feast of Crows. Excuse me. The Feast of Four Crows is one, crows. two, three, four. That's the that's fifth book. No, that's the fourth. And then A Dance of Dragons is the fifth. Well, here, I've got, I'm looking at the whole set, and it's the fifth book. Because uh, A Storm of Swords is two books. Huh. Clash of Kings is one, and Game of Thrones is one. And then we hit A Feast for Crows. And then after that, it's a dance with dragons and a dance with dragons. So that's another two-part book. No, no, it's just one book. They're all one book. None of them are two parts. Uh, okay, well, you can explain the Barnes and Noble picture. I, I don't know what to tell you. I can tell you though that I I own them. I've read them. See? No, it's taking forever to load. Oh well. It's loading still. It's loading. I don't know why they did that. Hmm. That's fucked up. It's only five books that are out right now. And then they have another picture where there's five books in a $29 series, and the books are exactly the same. Uh, A Game of Thrones five-book box set here, and it does not split up the books at all. Uh, But this is audio. Weird. It's five books, so... And now the sixth one's coming out, and HBO is not going to be picking that book up. They're ending the series next year. Right, which they need to do. I'm, I'm ready for it to be over. I, was I hate hoping, people that say that. I was ready for, I'm ready for it to be over. I was hoping it would be ready, like, it would be over this season. But Why do you want it to be over? Yeah, it's just time. It's time to move on. I mean, I've already lost excitement. Last season was a great season, but I've lost excitement because they just have been milking it for so long. I've lost excitement over that year. Every show I watched, I liked. Don't get me wrong. When it comes back on, on this coming up Sunday, I'm going to be giddy as fuck. And there's only but, seven of them. Yeah, there's only seven and then of there's them. There's eight the following year, and it's over. 
Yeah, and they're saying that they might. They're thinking about making them into motion uh, picture. I length. heard the spinoff. Some bullshit spinoff coming. Yeah, I heard about the C. C. That's not what I want. I don't want a spinoff. I want you to. <sighs> you know what I'm looking forward to though, with all of this Game of Thrones stuff coming out. Night Squire. Night Squire. Remind me. Night Squire, man. He's the guy that does all the sword videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we checked in with him in our infancy. Yes, yes. And uh, we still got to get him on the show. I've still been keeping up with his, um, with his YouTube channel. He's still my favorite YouTuber. Guy is funny as fuck. If you're into swords, Night Squire. <laughs> like, he is so awesome. Um, he pecks apart the Game of Thrones guys like, and their sword techniques. Because uh, it's not real... Obviously, it's for cinema. It's stage combat. So um, they're doing these crazy spin moves and shit like that. And he's like, yeah. Uh, in real life, the guy would have just stabbed you in the back when you, when you do that little spin twirl. So He's not too excited about the series leaving, is he? I don't know. He hasn't, really, he hasn't talked Game of Thrones in quite some time yet. So I don't, I don't know what his take is on it moving forward. It's funny uh, that you brought up um, the swords thing because last week we were talking. You were talking about how you have dreams about you uh, having your penis fall off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could well, you, no, no, no. You just have dreams where you can't find it. Find it? Not, not, no longer on you. There was a. Uh, we we actually did have a fan uh, email the show and let us know what that meant. Do you still have that definition on your phone that I uh, text messaged you? Oh man, that was that's. While back in the scroll, but yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you did. So that came from a fan? That came from a fan. Oh man, thanks for uh, writing in. Yeah, it was, uh, it broke it down very succinctly. I think it's maybe a paragraph, but for those yeah. that didn't look it up, I'll read it for you. I'll read it on air. Right on. Thanks for uh, writing into us. Uh, we're going to read it. We're going to read it alive here. Well, not live, but we're going to read it. Live for us. Live for us. Uh, Pre recorded for you. To dream of losing your penis represents feelings of losing power or being stripped of power, a tragic loss of power, feeling stupid for trying to boss people or trying to make anyone else listen to you, feeling that power or a leading role has been taken from you, an assertive role that feels is impossible to maintain, feeling like a big, weak loser, feeling forced to be nice to people who don't ever need to be nice to you, jealousy of your impotence. Does that connect with you at all in your uh, penis dreams? Uh, let's see. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever had a tragic loss. I've never had power, really, to lose. Uh, feeling stupid for trying to boss people or trying to make anyone else listen to you? Well, I, I, well what does that mean for doing the show? Um, I have... All right. I was probably 18 to my mid-20s when I had these dreams. <laughs> remember yeah it's a very it's a scarring thing Uh, and it only happened maybe like three times four times and typically it was when i was actually let's see no no it was like 50 50 half of them i had when i was in a committed relationship the other half when i was single so you just lost it you just like couldn't find it you were a eunuch yeah i was just a eunuch i couldn't find it and like the whole dream is just this saga of me on a quest to find my penis. Hmm. Because castration, I've got another little... No, I wasn't castrated. Just... It's gone. It, it just, like, was gone. It was like, fuck you, Travis. I'm going away. And instead of doing the whole, 
if you really love something, let it go. And if it comes back, it loves you back. I started the Crusades for this motherfucker. This was my holy grail. I had to go after it. <laughs> I would imagine it would be a bad dream. It was a terrible dream. It was a very desperate dream. I think we got that from Wild Fan 22. So thank you, Wild Fan. Thank you, Wild Fan. Um, let's, let's, let's get to the uh, special this week because I, I got to tell you, I'm fading fast. All right. Fading fast. So if you didn't notice my little segue, I was on a crusade for my penis, much like these guys, the Order of the Solar Temple, were on a crusade. That's this week's cult. That's this week's cult. They're called Order of the Solar Temple. That's what it, yes. Yes. Hmm. So what now this is this is different than uh, our first cult because this cult's actually international. Yeah, um, well, part of the reason we picked this cult was because when you typically think of cults, where the fuck do you think they happen? In the South. In America. The United States. United States. Typically always in the United States. No offense, Southerners, but, but Bible Belt. Yeah, Bible Belt or California. Florida. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was interesting to find one that actually takes place not only not in America, but in a non-speaking, uh, English-speaking country. So this took place in Quebec, so Canada. Hello, Canada. You guys had a cult. Switzerland and France. It took place over three different countries. Uh, the meat of it took place in Canada and Switzerland. So that just caught my eye. I was like, holy shit. Okay, finally. Finally one that's not... American, and it was fairly recent. This happened about three years be- before last week's uh, cult, Heaven's Gate. This happened. Uh, well, the the big moment of it happened in 1994. So Heaven's Gate, if you didn't listen to last last week's show, was a group that believed that in order for you to ascend to the next level of uh, of the order of life, rather, you needed to die and catch a ride on a comet. Or actually on a spaceship that was trailing a comet that actually contained God. Yeah, yeah. These guys actually aren't a hell of a lot different. So these guys, what is, do, you, do you remember their belief structure? Well, essentially these Frenchies thought that... <laughs> sorry. I just, I can't help it. Finally, a, a, a non-English speaking cult. And they let, yes, the language is French that they spoke. Which makes it very hard to research them, by the way. Because not a lot in English. Are we trusting Wiki? I do have the uh, beliefs in a condensed form here off a of Wiki. So go for it. Give them the beliefs, the Wiki uh, beliefs. It says, uh, well, bah, 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 the aims of the Order of the Solar Temple include establishing correct notions of authority and power in the world, an affirmation of the primacy of the spiritual over the Templar. Assisting humanity through a great transition, preparing for the second coming of Christ. Also, solar god king. Yes. It's very hard to pinpoint these guys because they're kind of all... You're going to see, we're going to go kind of all over the place with these guys because they were all the fuck over the place. And they want a unification of all Christian and Islamic churches. Yes. Now, they take their name from the Knights Templar, who were essentially amongst the first crusaders and they were the I don't know if they were amongst the first but they were definitely these guys would come from the crusades and they were guardians of the holy grail so the idea of them 
uniting with the Muslims is very radical and very new. It's, would you call it Neo-Templar? I don't have a name for it because uh, what confused me about the group was that they pulled from the Knights Templar, but also were using, you know, Freemason kind of rituals, and then they... They claimed to be Christian, but then they had a UFO. They kind have of thing. UFO shit going on and too. And then there was this New Age philosophy. It, I, it seemed like they were whatever they needed to be to get you to sign up. Yeah, yeah, to get you to sign to sign on the dotted line. We are that. As long as you signing on the line are rich, because none of the members were. It was almost a secret society. None of the members were poor. They're not taking anyone in with open arms. So life's a little boring in Switzerland, right? You're a neutral country. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or, or, banking, or in Quebec. Yeah. Chocolate. Yeah. Skiing. Yeah. I'm sure I, there's more to it, but let's just limit it to yeah, that. Yeah, you know, you're at your chalet for just, you know. Lots of snow. And uh, in, in, in one amount of time. Just, somebody, yeah. somebody comes by and says, look, I got this group. Got this group. <laughs> it's very underground, very yeah. elite. Now, where they caught me was well we'll get into that but <laughs> I love how you always go yeah 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 I don't start, I don't want to we'll jump too far ahead around. I don't want to jump yeah, too yeah. far ahead but <laughs> the the lure of being special and in a secret group I get that yes you know if you don't feel tremendously empowered if you've been dreaming about losing your penis yes this group all of a sudden becomes an option well not for me but then again I'm not rich so well, this was 94. Was, well, that's when it reached its... That's when it came to a head. You weren't even born, I don't think, when it started, right? 82? I had just been born. Mm. So I was um, actually eligible for some of their rituals. Now, let's get into the... Lay it out. Two people started it, right? Yeah. Um, Joseph DeMambro and a... Um, it's, I always fuck up his name. Luc Jouet. Jouet. You should never trust the French. Luc Jouet. Now, DeMambro's kind of shrouded in mystery. Guy doesn't even have a fucking, like, wiki page. The best I could find to get some background on this guy was, like, an A&E biography page. Um, Jouet, however, a little more well-known. He was a um, sort of an articulate uh, physician... Yeah, he became a doctor, right? Yeah, he was a doctor, but he wasn't, I guess he wasn't progressing well enough within the actual field of medicine. <laughs> Shocker. So he went to spiritualistic, holistic medicines. Bullshit, right? Yeah, basically you're non, you know, <laughs> yeah. There's no, like, scientific backing on any of these. Typically, it's, it's holistic. And so he was out on that circuit, and that's when he came into contact with DeMambro, and I don't know if, like, uh, who are Doe and T from last week? They just saw each other and sparks were in their eyes, fireworks. Look, um, it kind of starts like, it, like, <laughs> like they know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, a person walks in, there's altars, there's books, there's teachings. Everything seems very organized. Yes. And actually, now come to think of it, the Mambro targeted Jue because he saw him as a very articulate. Man, he basically... You can sell this shit, basically. Yeah, you can sell this. You can be the face. I'll pull the strings back here. I'll be the dictator. But you be the face. And this guy, this DeMambro, he was kind of searching for... From what I could read, 
some identity with religion. He wasn't finding anything that really fit what he wanted. Right. Like he went to Israel. He was part of like a, I don't know if it was like a cult in Israel, but part of a group, a religious group for some time in Israel had come back. And at this point he's like close to 60. It's about 60 years old. Seeing a pattern here with, uh, from last week's get a little older, decide you got all the answers. Yeah. Decide you need some people following you. You need some more money. So he, uh, yeah, yeah, he recruits Jue, and Jue just takes off with it. Well, he allows Jue to believe that he is Jesus Christ. Yes. Which he will use during the next 10 to 12 years to, because he becomes, doesn't he become a sex addict? Oh, yeah. Oh, big and time, yeah. before every sermon, he has to have sex with a random girl. Yeah, has so to. So I get his involvement with the group. Because, because <laughs> it, it gives him the power that he needs to fuel the sermon. So that makes sense to or me, not right? Sermon. Uh, what, what's, what do they call it? Ritual. Well, yeah, ritual. Yeah. His his involvement. Uh, so I get to be Jesus Christ. I get to sleep with whoever I want. I make the rules as I go. I get it. Yeah. But you don't. In any research of this group, you don't get anything from uh, Demambro. You don't get yeah. any. You don't get any. Uh, there's nothing that really connects why he put this guy in this position, why this group ends up going down this road. But ultimately, uh, we start to learn as they get into the 90s that the group believes that a big environmental catastrophe is going to occur. Yeah. And that action must be taken. And that's when Jue starts to get pretty weird. Now, okay, the Mambro's part in it was um, he believed that he was a member of the Knights Templar in a previous life and that his daughter, Emmanuel, was the cosmic child. And they would be, um, and then they would, um, they were going to lead people to, um, <laughs> to this, this place called Sirius. Okay. That's in a different oh, universe. That, oh, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that part. So yeah. The whole so thing that's is- how, that's how the Mambro fits into it. So Jue gets to be Jesus. Right. And he's an old knight Templar, reborn again, and his daughter is the cosmic child. Demambro. Demambro's daughter. Right. Emmanuel is a is the, the not a the cosmic child. So and, to, so to back up then we have uh Jue being Jesus Christ, sleeping with people, selling the religion, he's sort of the front the front man in the Burton Demambro is saying, uh, my daughter is significant. I'm significant. When we all die, we're going to go to Sirius, this other star planet. We're going to be reborn again through fire. We're going to be reborn again on Sirius. Now, I've read reports that says they believed it was in another universe, which I, I thought there was only one universe. If they said galaxies, okay, maybe that makes sense. But they said another Universe in another dimension. We've gone there in Star Trek. Keep up. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, these guys should have gotten together with uh, with uh, Heaven's Gate, right? <laughs> they, uh, um, now was now so so and they're going to go to Sirius, and the way they get a lot of these people to um, keep coughing up money and staying in the group is then after teaching. So like you know you hit a certain mark and you get a certain robe. And there's X amount of robes you got to get to. And then once you get to this point, then it's like, oh, by the way, you were blah, blah, blah from the Bible in this other time. And it pissed a lot of, like, the followers off that went through, like, all 14 steps or whatever. Because there was this super wealthy rich guy, just stinking rich, 
that they let in because he's rich. He's rich, and he paid his dues, his yearly dues up front. And so right there, they gave him like all fourteen robes or whatever it is, trinkets, steps, part of its robes. Other parts of it is they actually knight you. I've I've watched video of them knighting people, and he was knighted and then told that he was. I don't remember if it was Joseph of Nazareth, but it might, it was something like that, like the father of Jesus or something like that. And so this guy instantly in the club. Do you know anything about the rich guy? I don't remember his name. I know he didn't stick around for very long. Yeah, for what was? Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think he renewed his membership. It does take a Never little. Long. It takes a little bit of common sense to accumulate wealth, uh, unless it's inherited. Right. Do you think it's a lot like, you know, Christmas night? So like you've opened your presents, they've crowned him, whatever. What did they crown him? A cardinal uh, or a... Yeah, I don't know. He was just basically, he went from like worst to first. You're, you're nobody to a wise man, basically. Yeah. And when you're sitting there with your robe on and it's cost you 100000 million, whatever. Yeah. Are you just really disappointed with the gift? Like, I don't feel any different. I don't feel any more <laughs> enlightened. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I thought I was, I was going to get like some chicks or something out of this. Like, what happened? So, and then you, so you've got your new robe. Meanwhile, you're watching this Jared guy just banging girls freely before shows. Probably one of them's like your wife. <laughs> oh, God. Because um, Demambro, the women aren't allowed to have babies until Demambro says you can. And then once you, and, and whom with, not necessarily your husband, but whom with, and then once the child is born, he gets to name the child. What in the fuck is wrong with people? What is wrong with you? Seriously. How do if you, you fucking? If, if you, somebody described their plan to me on the street, I'm like, this is never going to work. No one's ever going to do it. And then when you show up with 70 followers, I'm so saddened by, you know, the human condition. I don't know. Every time we bring one of these cults up, every time. I don't care who it is, whether it's people following Manson or, or the latest group wanting to hop on the spaceship. How do they get people to buy this shit? Yeah. And at their peak, I think they had like 400. Unbelievable. Yeah. So disappointing. <laughs> Does, is this group still around today? Um, they say that there's pockets of it, but no the, the core group, I mean, once, <laughs> once the, the snake fell off, you know, there's still like the tail's still wriggling a little bit, but it's dead. Okay, so so take us. So we have. Do we have a full circle story then? So the little pockets aren't an active part of the story. Is it the? Yeah. Are we no. crescendoing towards the end? So here? we're crescendoing here um, because there's not a much. There's not much info. So they're operating all over the place. Like they've got places in Australia. They've got you know chalets in France, in Switzerland, in uh, Quebec, and. Now these guys are power hungry, right? They're power hungry and they're getting their money. And people are dropping off, though, because they're kind of they start losing a lot of people because the government starts investigating them. And a lot of their hardcore followers, especially once they start seeing those rich, rich, rich guys go from worse, you know, no one to Messiah level with uh, one donation. A lot of people start dropping out. And so they're getting desperate. The governments, um, I think it was mostly the Canadian government, had been investigating them, excuse me, for about three years now, for about three years, starting right around 91. And it, uh, and it mostly had to do with firearms, because Jouet wanted, wanted a gun. And I remember this guy on this documentary saying, 
yeah, he just asked me for a gun. I was like, yeah, no problem. You can borrow it. You're going hunting or something? Yeah. And then when he gives it to Jue, he's like, oh, by the way, you may never see this again. He's like, ah, it's fine. And he stops and he thinks he's like, yeah, looking back on it, uh, that probably wasn't a good call. <laughs> Who is Tony Detroit? Who? Tony Detroit. Are you, are you pronouncing Is he that? the member D-U-T-O-I-T-S? Dutois? Well, it is Quebec. Yeah, it's Dutois. Dutois, thank you. Who's Tony Dutois? Uh, Again, so he doesn't so have the little thing to, give, to make right, you pronounce right, it correctly right, right. there. Um, so he's, he's one of the disenchanti- uh, disenchanted um, people. He's the one that really, is, he leaves, and, he, and this is what really starts to call the Canadian government to this group. Right. And so, um, so one day in 1994, um, DeMambro, I'm having a hard time with these. Yeah, I shouldn't, but I, I... So DeMambro orders basically a hit on the guy's... What is it? Three-month-year-old? Three-month-old son. Three-month-old son, Emmanuel. Once again, who he gives the same name as his daughter, but I guess you would pronounce it more masculine, so Manuel, Emmanuel. And so Emmanuel is apparently the Antichrist. And that's their reasoning behind putting the hit on this three-month-year-old infant. So somehow there's these assassins that they lure the family, like, into a place, and they kill the family. Well, and to- Tony Dutois comes out against them, and yes. all of a sudden DeMambro says, your son is the Antichrist. Yeah, he's the Antichrist. And so not only do they find the baby wrapped in a bag, stab- stabbed with a wooden stake, but both of the parents have been murdered as well. Right. So all three now are all dead. Three are, yeah. And, and the investigation all of a sudden ticks up like, holy shit. Well, no. No, the investigation doesn't tick up like, holy shit, because after that, they're ordering the suicides. Oh, you mean in terms of like what it happens in a short time? Well, that's the heat gets turned up and then the suicides become the escape route. Right. So it's a few days later, even. I mean, uh, it's not long. I'm like thinking maybe like even a day. I think a few days later, maybe, DeMambro yeah. and 12 followers b- perform a ritual last supper. Yeah. So they basically get together and Jue, I think, had one, too. And they all just have this giant last feast together. Another. I think they even went out to a restaurant. How the fuck can you even eat at that? Like, I'm pretty... I'm sad when I'm late for a movie. I mean, <laughs> when this is going to be my last supper, I'd be conflicted. I couldn't even order. Right. What like, do I what's get? What's my last thing going to be? What is it going to be? And at a restaurant, if you got poor service at your last supper, I'll bet you're a handful, aren't you? <laughs> Where is that fucking honey mustard? God damn it. <laughs> I said medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> the worst table to ever get as a server. I want to talk to that server. I know, right? <laughs> So they have a last supper. Uh, yeah, they have a last supper. And then the next day, um, one of the guys that had defected, I can't remember his name, is Terry, Thierry. Thierry. Once again, it's kind of French. It's Terry. We would say it Terry. And he shows up because I, th- I believe it was Ju- I believe it was Jouet owed him money because <laughs> he backed out. And he was like, no, dude, I backed out. You know, I only used like a month of my year's membership. I want my 11 months back. So the day before, because they do this overnight, what they're about to do. And so that day he's like, Jouet's like, hey, come on down to the chalet. I'll give you your money. 
and we'll be square. Dude's like, fuck yeah. So he drives in about like an hour or so from Geneva and he gets there and Jouet can't open the doors. He's got to call a fucking locksmith. And so the locksmith apparently comes and opens the fucking door to the chalet for him. And it's like reeking of gas. He said, you could just smell it. And at that moment, this Terry guy was like, I'm fucking gone. I'm getting out of here. And, demand, and Jouet was like, no, 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 let me go get you your money. Just come on inside. And there was a woman with Jouet saying, come on inside. He's like, nah, I'm good. And then he goes and he gets in his car. Somehow he gets in his car and he gets away. Excellent instincts. Yes. And this woman was running down the road screaming after him, you know, Terry, Terry come back, come back. And he just left him in the rear view straight on his way back to Geneva. Because later that night, well, there was fire. In two separate villages in Switzerland. Yes. Now, one also took place, okay, yeah, no. In Switzerland, yeah, after the three, the family was murdered. We had then... That was in Canada. That was in Canada. That was in Quebec. Then we have the murders in Switzerland. Well, suicide murders. Two villages in western Switzerland and Morin Heights. I'm not familiar with where those are. No, I can tell you. Uh... I just know Geneva. <laughs> you know, it's one of the more major cities. So I guess an hour out of Geneva, because the guy said he made an hour ride back to Geneva. And so they... Now, it's hard to describe what happened. It's not as clear-cut as Heaven's Gate, because the crime scenes got so fucked up when the cops got there. But what they did find were people in a circle in sort of a star shape, and it was feet on the inside, heads to the outside, correct? Fifteen inner circle members committed suicide with poison. Thirty were killed by bullets or something. It just says, I'm sorry, that's my fault. Thirty were killed by bullets or smothering. And eight others were killed by other causes. The victims were found in a secret underground chapel lined with mirrors and, the other, and other items of Templar symbolism. The bodies were dressed in the order's ceremonial robes, which, much like karate belts. <laughs> well, they kind of look like a cross between, like, a, like the old Knight Templar, like, symbolism, or, or, like, Catholic kind of robes, but also, but they were red, and it was sort of like a mix of that and KKK. Yeah, they like, found them in the, a circle with their feet together, heads out in the formation of a star. So here's my question. Did you see this in the documentary? If some were drugged... So what they did was they gave them the drug. They, they, okay, they used a tranquilizer. So it's hard to specifically tell you what drug they used. Just they used a tranquilizer. So tranquilizers sedate you. So that's all they did. They sedated these people. Then either as they were sedated, they put the bags over their head and they choked them out. Not choked them out, like suffocated them. And then others, they shot. Now, here's a weird thing. The only gun they found there was this old single loader pistol, which is exactly that, a single loader pistol. One shot, bang, and then you have to reload it, bang, then you have to reload it, bang. And they said in order to do that, it was 45 seconds between shots. They said it would have taken over an hour to have gotten to all these people to do it. The Swiss police said this. Well, and they had the plastic bags tied over their heads. Right. Um, 
they had been shot in the head. It is believed that the plastic bags were a symbol of the ecological disaster that would befall the human race. Right, like litter, all that stuff, yeah. After the Order of the Solar Templar members moved on to Sirius. Yes. It is also believed that these bags were used as part of the Order of the Solar Temple rituals, rituals and that members would have voluntarily worn them without being placed under duress. Yes. At what point... <laughs> Do you feel like this is all fucking bullshit? Is it the colorful robes? Is it wearing plastic shopping bags on your head? Is it bang, 45 seconds? Bang, 45 seconds? Coming around the circle, eventually duck. (laughs) Duck. Who was the trigger man? Now, they they figured that most likely it was Jue and Demambro, but once again, no one knows. The... Deme- the 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 fires. So so after they shot everybody, they set off these fires with with remote detonators somehow. Right. Uh, place went up, and so when they found the place, <clears throat> they just sort of they didn't really collect all the evidence. Uh, apparently, a year later, people were still just going in there and just you know looting it because shit shit was there. Um, it says left that, behind. It says there was also evidence that many of the victims in Switzerland were drugged before they were shot. Other right. victims were found in three ski chalets. Several dead children were lying together. The tragedy was discovered when officers rushed to the sites to fight the fires that had been ignited by remote control devices. Yes. Uh, farewell, farewell letters left by the believers stated that they believed they were leaving to escape the hypocrisies and oppression of this world. Yes. Now there was uh, a mayor and journal- uh, a mayor, journalist, and civil servant, and a sales manager were found among the dead in Switzerland. Records seized by the Quebec police showed that some members had personally donated over a million dollars to Demambro. Yeah. Uh, another attempted suicide uh, of the remaining members was thwarted in the late nineties. Um, but one did successfully go down about a year or a couple months later, or something like that, in France. And um, two of the people that were in those suicides were two of the officers that investigated the, um, the Switzerland. Yeah, it says another mass death incident related to the Order of the Solar Templar took place during the nights between the 15th and 16th of December. And then again on the 23rd of December, where 16 bodies were found. This is in 95 in a star formation in the Velcors Mountains of France. Yes. It was found later that two of them shot the others and then committed suicide by firearm and emulation. What does emulation mean? Uh, emulate, like fire. Emulation. It's fire? Okay. It's fire, yeah. Burning. Uh, Jesus Christ. I mean, even after the other people did this, you're still sitting around like, well, we lost our G- Jesus. Uh, uh, we lost our um, <laughs> star child and our, our gate to uh, Sirius. Uh, you, know, you know, maybe well, when the year comes back around, we can still catch it, right? What kind or, of a fucking just piece of shit are you when you're having your own kids murdered? Yeah, fuck you. And then there was another attempt in um, Quebec, and some of the children actually escaped, and they found the kids, and the kids were just heavily drugged. They found them, like, hidden in a garage or something. And it's interesting, too, when you go back to they were found in the sub-basement church. Have you seen pictures of that? Do you, I saw a little bit, you know, as we were kind of researching this for the show, I, uh, the imagery is pretty weird. Yeah, it reminded me of those old, terrible 1960s, 1970s horror movies 
where there were about like cults that would sacrifice virgins for whatever god it was and it was really badly shot like it reminded me of like those movies it it reads like a, a crazy international uh you know, God, what was the Tom Hanks movies? Remember where he's... Uh, oh, Da Vinci Code? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as you, as you read about them, this is taking place in Spain and in Germany, and they're wealthy people. Yeah. I'm Kill- surprised I'm surprised the movie, honestly, hasn't been made about this. It's the killing of the kids. That's Probably why. it's the killing of the kids. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that gets uh, an NC-17 every time. Yeah. Well, that was a good group, Travis. Well, thank you. Order of the Solar Temple. Again, that comes in the mail. You maybe pass on that one. <laughs> yeah, I would pass on that. Once again... Guy comes up and says, hey, you're rich. I'm rich. Let's get together. Oh, but um, I'm going to sleep with your wife. I'm going to tell you who she gets to have a kid with. I'm going to name the kid. Uh, you still get to raise it, by the way. And a uh, nice robe. And a nice, ro- a nice robe. You get a robe. <laughs> and, and, a, and a title. And you get knighted. You get knighted. I've seen the videos. They knight them like they're fucking, like these people are fucking knights. They knight them. <sighs> fucking unbelievable. And then now... Yeah. Oh, they thought that they were going to fucking, yeah. And then ascend, fire was going to be their ascension. When they found Demambro, not burned. He thought that the fire was going to consume him. And that's how he was going to. So I think Demambro missed his own fucking bus to uh, Sirius. At least the cult leaders killed themselves. So and if you followed somebody and he was like, well, I saw you guys waste yourselves. And I thought, mm, I'll pass. Yeah. At least, at least the leaders killed themselves. Well, they had no choice. They would have been fucked. Yeah. They would have been fucked. A pile of kids. They had to do fucked it. Fucked up. They had to do it. So, and, you know, Demambro missed his bus. He didn't get engulfed in the flames when they found him. Mm. I will not be joining a cult, Travis. Neither will I. At least not in the next week. I don't like to be told what to do. Yeah, same here. Well, that's, I was, why, that's why I didn't join the military. Well, I was hoping maybe... What, what do we got going next week? Who, who are we visiting next week? Is it going to be a surprise or are you going to tease it? I don't know. Should we tease it? I think we'll leave it a surprise. It's going to be a big one, though. We're coming back to America. Okay. And it's going to be a big one. Is it going to be a long big. episode? It's going to probably be a long... There's right. going to be a lot to cover. The next two are going to go bigger and bigger. And this week, because this cult was so all over the place, I couldn't... You know, last week I did the no sexual thoughts experiment. I couldn't fucking think of a thing to do with these guys. They were just all over the place. It's probably for the best. And, you know, I've decided... Yeah, I think I'm just going to be me. And um, <laughs> who tries on cults? I was James Hamilton. I was Travis McFalls. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com, where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you could just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com It seems as though you're doing much better. Yes, yes. Your paranoia is definitely under control since you came to understand happy premise number one. Happy premise number one. There are no aliens. Happy premise number two. Happy premise number two. There is no giant foot trying to squash me. Happy premise number three. Happy premise number three. Even though I feel like I might ignite, I probably won't. So, what do we do? Keep it together. Keep it together, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. And what is it we don't do under any circumstances?
Oh, man. What is it? Look, I have to show it to the Laker girls. You cannot show it to the Laker girls. Keep Mr. Weenie in the pants. Always in the pants. I know you want to show it to the Laker girls, but you must never show it to the Laker girls.